Hey, who wants to continue talking about productivity out there? I definitely do. So here we go. You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hello, friend. This is Chris with Elevate Your Eight, and I'm so honored that you download this week's episode. Uh, One of many episodes this week, I am trying to really put out as much content as I can that pertains to you guys working from home for the first time, just dealing with the stress and the uncertainty of of what's happening right now. And I hope that you have had a chance to go to my webpage, uh, chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. I have a plethora of resources up there that can be helpful during this time. Um, Some of them are paid offers, but some of them are super duper free and really, really useful. The Time God and Time Goddess Revolution course from my friend Marissa is pretty pretty special, and I, I hope that you guys can have a chance to peek in on that. I also wanted to share with you that the women in, excuse me, the women and men in the Rise and Bloom Mastermind that I participate in have decided to put together a free online summit about coping with the coronavirus not so much the virus itself, but everything that's happening as a result of the virus. So the summit's going to include sessions on working from home, sessions on health and immunity, sessions on meditation, sessions on smoothies and juicing. We're going to cover the gamut and it's absolutely free. At the time that I'm launching this podcast episode, I think it will be April 1st, so this is not an April Fool's joke, but the summit should be up and running by April the 4th, which is this coming Saturday. So look in the show notes, that's where the details about the summit will be, and I hope that many of you choose to jump on that and utilize that. Um, The people in my mastermind group and and thanks of course as always to Allison Melody for supporting this um this venture of ours we really wanted to just put out a bunch of free content that could be out in the world for the people that need it most so it'll be there for you and I'm really excited that we are birthing this little (laughs) this little positivity baby out there my guest today is Christina Roman of Peak Coaching, and she and I get into the concept of deep work and naturally more tips and strategies on trying to stay as productive and positive as possible right now. So here we go with my interview with Christina. All right, friends, thank you for joining us today on the Elevate Your Eight podcast. I am your host, Chris McPeak, and today's show, we are talking with Peak coaching guru, specialist, life coach extraordinaire, Christina Roman. Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate all those flattering titles. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like to be nice to my guests because you're doing me a favor. This is how I see it. Let's talk a little bit about your business first and your origin story. So um, your life coach, what inspired you to go down that route? Yes. So I joke with friends. I'm like, I'm here finally. We all knew that I would end up at life coaching, but it was a winding decade long path. So the first time that I heard about life coaching, I was like, I'm going to do that. And then life took me in a lot of different directions. And it all makes sense now looking back. I feel like I needed a lot of other skill sets to round out my ability as a life coach. And so I made some pit stops at recruiting, customer success, sales, and now taking all of that and wrapping it together to do life coaching. So it's been a really exciting winding journey, but I'm so glad to have landed right here. And this is not a side hustle for you. This is your full-time job. Exactly. I am against the advice of pretty much every friend that I have was like, (laughs) I, I pulled a group of friends and I said, should I build my business on the side or should I quit my job and go all in? And they said, don't be an idiot. You should for mm-hmm. sure build it on the side. And I looked at them and I said, I respect you all so much, but hearing you say that makes me know that I'm going to go all in. And that's the kind of person that I am and probably always have been. Yeah. I love that. And uh, another interview that I had this morning, we were talking about this notion of, um, and you know, Jen Sincero talks about this, Sarah Knight, all of these, these uh, self-help people that like the only way to really know if, if you're ready to do this is to go all in and do it all at once and, and just like throw fear, caution to the wind, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's awesome that you're in that place to do that. And I know for like, for me, I, I still work in higher ed and that's fine with me because I really, really like what I do, but I, I appreciate what you were saying about how did I know I was going to be at the point with life coach? Cause when I started all, you know, going to college and that kind of stuff, life coach didn't exist. And I think of people that say like, well, you know, how did you land in higher education? And I think about that and it's like, yeah, nobody when they're in grade school goes to school and says, when I grow up, I want to be a student affairs professional. Like that stuff just doesn't <laughs> happen. But I think too now, like, especially with life coaching, this is really becoming an emergent field to where life coaches are having kids and their kids are seeing what mom and dad are doing. And so there will be kids now that go to school and say, when I grow up, I want to be a life coach. They still may not say they want to be a student affairs professional, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I was listening to your show and some of your interviews that you've done and you talk a lot about deep work. And I have heard, I know that I think it's Cal Newport wrote a book on it, but for those of us that aren't really completely well-versed in the notion of deep work, let's dig into that a second. Absolutely. So deep work has fascinated me ever since I picked up Cal Newport's book. Right. <laughs> and then there's, it's, I mean, just so intriguing. I've gone really deep into that world. No pun intended. Um, pun, pun kind of intended. Pun totally um, intended. Right. <laughs> um, I always say my focus is focus because I'm cheesy. Um, <laughs> but, but it's really just captured my attention as this idea of focused, uninterrupted work specifically that takes you to a higher cognitive level. It helps you create new value in the world and it helps you reach new levels of yourself that you haven't previously tapped into. So as a person who loves the concept that we have an inner voice or inner wisdom, and I always love productivity, to me, this is the perfect combination where we get to really come face to face with ourselves and see what we're capable of through just 60 minutes or more of deep work per day. I mean, that's so cool to me. <laughs> so let's give me an example of what that looks like. So if I'm going to engage in, in a deep work session at my job, like 
mm-hmm. and let's let's do a task. So I'm going to work on the I'm going to work on the foundation newsletter. And if I'm right. doing that using deep work, what am I doing? Yeah, absolutely. So let's paint a picture of what that might look like not doing deep work. I think that's really good to look at the before. Okay. And so we can for sure use you as an example if you're up for that. But let's say on a particularly distracted day, when you go to do that task, what does that look like for you in that, let's say, hour? If I'm distracted, there are numerous students coming into my office without appointments because they have questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting a number of phone calls, same thing, students or or other other professionals on campus. Mm -hmm. And I guess another thing that could be distracting me is questions from my colleagues that have to be answered in the moment. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I will say full disclosure, I work from home. I don't have kids. I don't have a significant other. So I have a lot of freedom and flexibility and that for sure influences my ability to do deep work so often. And I have seen this time and again with my clients. They have, they have spouses, they have kids, they have lots of interruptions from, you know, CEO or the boss or the dean and they still manage to do deep work. So what I see is that people often convince themselves they cannot take any uninterrupted focused blocks of time throughout their day. And I'll actually use a recent example. So I had a mini session with a woman who said, I have to have email on at all times. Mm. And I always push on that. And I say, is that really true? And she said, yep, it's absolutely true. And so I said, what if I said 10 minutes without your email notifications at a time? And she said, I could do 10 minutes. Okay. So then I kept pushing and I said, okay, (laughs) so you can do 10 minutes. What's the maximum that you could do without having any issues at work? And she said, probably an hour. So that was her plan. She was going to go and actually turn off her email notifications for an hour and do deep work. And then she came back to me by email and said, actually, I'm going to increase that time. Nice. (laughs) It's Right? It's so powerful. And I call it debunking your own myths where you have these stories that you've told yourself, like I don't have any time or I can't focus because people Mm -hmm. are always interrupting me. And then I say, confirm whether that's really true. And in some situations, and maybe in your situation, it is true. Mm -hmm. So I always say the example of like a CEO or the president of the university, probably not someone you're going to say no to. Mm -hmm. Is that true? (laughs) true? Yes, very true. So then I say, when you have a focused uninterrupted block of time on your calendar, again, 60 minutes, and you get interrupted, you have the option in that moment to say yes, no, or counter offer. Okay. So those are your three choices. So you get to say, yeah, come on in, president, let's do this. Right. You say no, or you say, hey, I am happy to chat for you, but I'm going to have to keep it to five minutes, or I'm in the middle of a deep work block. I can talk to you in 60 minutes. Okay. Love that. Does any of that connect with you? Yeah, totally. I, I like the idea of there being options and I love the counter offer concept where someone's calling you in the middle of something that you're doing and you want to be able to give that person your full attention. So I love the, you know, if this is, and, and again, I used to work in campus housing as part of my, my uh, student affairs professional career. And so the, there were times where too, if someone called, I might not be able to say, can I call you back 60 minutes later? But I have that option now. So mm-hmm. if the president's calling and I feel, you know, comfortable enough with our current president that I could say to her, Dr. E, is it okay if I call you back in an hour? I got it from my mom, strangely enough. Oh, love that. <laughs> my, it's so great. My mom gives me such good tidbits. She was talking about a conference or a workshop that she did years ago. And so it proves that it's very timeless. That's cool. I love that. All right, sweet. 
Okay, everybody out there in Elevate Your Eight land, raise your hand if you're working remotely for the first time ever and you're just a little freaked out about it. Join the club, you guys, and know that you're definitely not alone. The current environment is dictating that we practice social distancing, which means many of us are setting up shop in our homes and trying to figure this the hell out. I really want to help folks get through this, be distraction-free, find that productive space in a home office that you don't really have. That's why I created a brand new ebook, Five Simple Secrets for Working from Home. The book gives you five steps to creating a space that makes you feel comfortable, sets you up for success, and lets you move forward during a time when it would be really easy to fall backwards. Working remotely doesn't have to be hard, you guys, but you do need to do a little bit of work, and that's what you got me for. Grab the free book right now at chrismcpeak.com. The link is right on the front of my homepage, in your face, and ready for you to grab it. But before you do that, why don't we get back to today's show? So let's move into um, the productivity piece of this. How does someone develop a mindset for productivity in, in saying like, I'm going to make up my mind to be a more productive person? What does that look like? Yeah. The first step always, always, always is to define what that means for you. Okay. So what I see my clients do and what I advise them not to do is they don't ever set up a definition of what that means to them. So they say, I'm going to be a productive person. They have no idea what that means. And then they hold themselves not only to a high standard, but an undefined standard. I call it having invisible standards. And I hear this in other ways. So people will come to sessions and they'll say, it's really important for me to be an amazing leader. And I say, do you even know what that means? Know what that means. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's so fascinating how, and I mean, self very much included, we, we, hold ourselves to these standards that we are just so abstract and they're floating around in our heads. And then I recommend, so start defining it and write an exhaustive list of what that really means to you. So what does it mean to you to be productive? Mm -hmm. And then what I say from there is sometimes you look at that list and it's exhaustive and you're like, this is a ridiculous list. Right. (laughs) These standards that I have for myself are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I can't possibly (laughs) hold myself to these. Exactly. So that's where I recommend either choosing things to let go of in your definition or choosing to keep your entire definition, but deciding that under no circumstances will you beat yourself up for not adhering to it. That every single time you falter, it's just a learning opportunity. And then the the path that some people do take, but I do not recommend <laughs> is to keep the standard and then feel horrible every time you don't hit it. Not a good idea. <laughs> okay. So I, I love that on various levels. And the first one I'm thinking of is when I used to um, interview students for RA positions and I would ask them to tell me some of their skills and I would get things like, I'm a really good leader or I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you've basically just told me nothing. So (laughs) give us an example of when you were a good leader or give us some sampling of those skills that make you, you know, a people person. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Don't just say like, I want to be productive, but, but explain specifically what it looks like and add the detail to it. And if it needs to be scenario-based, make it scenario-based, or if it's just a life lesson that you learned, um, that's great. I love that. That makes it easy for me to define too, because I can go back and think of all those student interviews where I did not get the answer I was looking for. And exactly that's, that's the reason why. So love the connection. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. That's so great. Do you have a... Do you have a favorite productivity tool, app, resource, anything like that that's your go-to or that you recommend to your clients? 
I do, but may I drop in a caveat before I do that? <laughs> you absolutely may. This is, I feel like this is what I have to say as a productivity coach. Right. So I see so many people come to me and they say, if I just have the right tool or the right system, yep. everything will fall into place. I think you're nodding yeah. along. I'm sure you know where right. I'm going already. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What works yeah. for me might not necessarily work for you, but this is what yeah. I like. Yeah. That's part yeah. one. And then the other part is if you have, if your brain is completely overwhelmed, completely doesn't know how to prioritize anything, doesn't know what you're supposed yeah. to be doing, doesn't know the results you want to create. Having a great system that other people swear by does not clean up the mess that is your brain. Yeah, for sure. And I know this from <laughs> myself <laughs> because I was going to tell you my favorite tool that I just, I love it. I use it all the time is Evernote. Oh yeah. I have that on my desktop at work. Yeah. I have it on my phone. I use it a lot if I'm out and about or like I'll jump out of the shower and be like, I just had 10 ideas. Got to write them down immediately. And then from there I systemize them. But I know that just having Evernote does not solve for the problem of my brain is filled with ideas at every given moment and that I want to act on those ideas at all times. So I still have to coach myself on how to use Evernote effectively because I still am working with my own brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that with Trello. I feel like mm. Trello would be the perfect productivity tool for me if I could just figure out like what's the best way for me to use it. And I feel like I need to carve time to do that. Like I need mm-hmm. to give, like you said, coach myself. I need to come up with that, that yeah. concept in my head and make it work. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's get contemporary for a minute as we started talking earlier um, about what the reality is right now. A lot of people are working from home. They're working remotely for the first time. That's weird. That's awkward. How would you, how would you coach somebody into, into creating a productive and solid remote work experience for themselves? Yeah, I think it's awesome that you're talking about this. I know a lot of small business owners are not sure and podcasters are not sure if they should talk about coronavirus or not, but I think it's totally relevant, obviously. Oh my God. Yeah. I think we have to, I think it's, you know, whatever our responsibility is that we feel to getting our message out there, it has to be these days. Anyway, it has to be like, and this. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for, I was just listening to your other episode about coronavirus. So thanks for putting out that content. Oh, thanks. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so my answer would be surprise, surprise, start by defining it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm consistent. Um, So for people who've never worked from home and are working from home or for people who have been working from home and are going to continue to do so, I think it's really important in a time like this to define for yourself what success looks like. And I made the point, I was sharing tips on LinkedIn and I made the point that all productivity, most productivity tips assume that you want to be the most efficient, amazing remote worker in the entire world. But ask yourself if that's really true. And so what I mean by that is you might decide that this is the opportunity where you're going to really train yourself how to focus and you're going to double down on that. Or you might be like, yeah, this is a crazy turbulent time. (laughs) Work is not my number one priority right now. I'm going to do the bare minimum and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I think too, um, what I like about what's happening right now is that I think if we play our cards right and people find a way to make working remotely successful for them and business keeps going on and in some cases even like systems might improve that there might be an opportunity to steer the ship in terms of some other things that are issues out there. Like if more people can be empowered to work remotely, can we help 
climate change that way. I don't know. Like that's, that's something that I'm hoping is a positive piece that comes out of this is that we learn how to stay connected and, and be able to do these types of things like the laptop lifestyle. Not that we'll be able to go to France every weekend if that's, you know, what our wishes, but can I be just as productive and just as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. This is going to make me nuts. I'll come up with it later Efficient? and then I'll say it. No, it's um, no. relevant. Yeah. Can I ah, be okay. relevant yeah. in my job and do it from home, connecting with my, with my peers and my colleagues and my supervisor? Um, can I be just as relevant in my yeah. home space as I am in my office space? And, and that's yeah. something that I'm really curious to see if that's going to fall out. And No one wants this to be happening. No one would have yeah. wished for this to happen. We're exactly. all on board with that. And yet, right. if it's happening, what are you going to do with it? And so one example of that remote work that you were talking about is I had a client who's running a small business and she's had this story running in her head that you have to be out and about in order to really build your business. You have mm-hmm. to be visible. And to her, visible means in person. And oh, I said, okay. yeah, 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 right. It's fascinating. I'm sure a lot of people have that story. But I said, take a step back and question all of that. You think that that's fact, but it's not. It's just the way that you're interpreting your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so what she was able to do is to really double down on the opportunity to do everything online right now. And I said, of course, you're not going to want coronavirus to stick around. You're not going to want to take advantage of this time. And at the same time, you have this opportunity in front of you where more and more people are getting comfortable on Zoom. That's your window. Yeah. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. Christina, tell everybody, before we do rapid fire, tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, um, work with you, that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So peakcoaching.co slash mini session is where you can book a free 30 minute mini session. You walk in to a Zoom call, right? (laughs) metaphorically walk in (laughs) with uh, one of your productivity or procrastination challenges and walk out with a solution or at least very concrete next steps. Great. And then peakcoaching.co slash deep work state is how to download my guide for getting into a deep work state in 15 minutes. I love it. And you're on the gram as well, right? I am newly back on the gram. Newly back? Oh, did you take yes. a hiatus? I take lots of hiatuses. Okay. Hiati. Hiati. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just drop out randomly, but I've been very consistent recently. So it's peak coaching. Great. Okay. So here we go. Rapid fire. Christina, would you rather take a walk or take a nap? Walk. White wine or red wine? White. Donuts or cupcakes? Oh, cupcakes? Okay. That was a, <laughs> that was a question mark. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> Thanks for confirming. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cats, I think. I don't know. I'm not an animal person, which I always joke. I'm like, I'm not a terrible person. I swear. <laughs> You're not a terrible person. No, babies is fine. Um, let's see. Where are we? Uh, Lady Gaga or Madonna? Lady Gaga. Okay. I'm so glad we were able to connect and thank you so much for carving time for me. Um, I appreciate everything and um, we'll be, we'll get the show notes out. We'll get people out there so they can do some deep work and some, some mini coaching with Christina. So friends, we've been talking to Christina Roman of Peak Coaching. Christina, it's been a, a real joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, what I think we need more than ever right now is a way to take care of ourselves and cope with what might be phrased as the new normal. Many of you are working from home for the first time ever, you're seeing your kids all day long, and needing a way to connect with others in a way that's responsible and safe. 
I've got a one-stop shop for you at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Do you need some self-care? Got it. How about some true reinvestment in your faith? No problem. Feeling, quote, stuck at home and need help and an escape? I've got your back. Some of my favorite peeps, including Allison Melody, Marissa Iman, and Ultimate Bundles, have some kick-ass resources right now, and you can find all the goods at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Be there or be square.